1: Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Cantaneo with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Coming off those new uh, closing highs for Dow S&P to start the year, futures are up, but so are yields. Ten-year, 167, oil at 77 as the market looks past these record-high COVID caseloads in the U.S. Our roadmap begins with a series of records. The Dow and S&P look to add to all-time highs. Apple hits $3 trillion in market cap. U.S. cases top a
0: million daily new infections for the first time. Plus, Ford shares, they are rallying yet again. This ahead of the open. The automaker is set to start accepting purchase orders for its F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck again. And downfall. Elizabeth Holmes, the founder and former CEO of Theranos, found guilty on four federal charges of fraud. Carl. Guys, start with the markets
1: yesterday. Uh, Apple, $3 trillion. Uh, Going to try to get our first close above 4800
3: maybe today. Look, there was so much buying. Uh, but there were also a lot of selling, and the selling had to do, I think, with the tenure. It was the highest multiple stocks; they were all for sale. It did not matter what industry; they were all down between six and eight percent. Rather daunting, uh, except for the areas that were down a lot last year, like fintech had a gigantic rally. Uh, Some media names. Media names. Uh, so there were, uh, and geez, the banks, David. The banks acted like growth stocks. What was going on? Well, you saw what was going on. We were starting to get a little bit of uh,
0: incline in the yield, I guess, the yield curve, which is, you know, making people believe that there's going to be some net interest income available for that industry, even though, again, other than Citi, many of the big banks had very strong years last year in the stock market.
3: Jim, and, and we should point that out, despite what was a lack of net interest margin. Yeah, Goldman was one of the top performers. uh, And yet Goldman Sachs David sells it six times earnings. And when you get off the desk with bankers, they keep trying to say, what will Goldman do to inspire the street to give it a multiple that's higher than a steel company? David, any ideas?
0: Well, I think they're going to just continue to articulate what they believe are their strengths. You know, it's funny. We haven't talked as often about their efforts in Marcus, although that will continue. Um, But I think they want people to... understand that in their belief they have a, um, for lack of a better term, and they love hearing this, a Blackstone hidden inside Goldman, right? You know, that, that yeah. all of their different efforts and their ability to generate recurring fees from so many of their businesses uh, is a real positive that has yet to be fully recognized. By the way, important to note that Blackstone itself is a larger company than Goldman. Uh, Blackstone has $151 billion market value. We don't talk about that company as often
3: either, even though it is such a powerhouse in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, Carl, if you're getting out of school, both college or graduate school, Goldman is still a place that you want to work. And the partners make a great deal of money. And yet it it is what it has become, not the butt of jokes, but come kind of like a, well, who are those guys? I mean, Butch Cassidy kind of. Who are those guys? Like, we don't really know who they are. They have no personality, Carl. They don't have. I mean, Morgan Stanley has this personality. Of, look. We're, we're just going to make money consistently, don't matter what. Bank of America, well, we're going to just you know, bat, blanket the country. We're going to make a lot of money in net, net interest margin. J.P. Morgan, well, you know, we're good at banking. We're good at retail. We're good at everything. City, good at nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and so then you start saying, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, city not as strong as it should be. And then you get to Goldman, and like, well, Goldman is, well, I guess they'll do fine. Uh, it's amazing. This used to have the premium
1: multiple. Well, I mean, to be fair, they're still number one. They closed out 2021 number Up one. 50%, yep. yeah. In, in several uh, metrics regarding investment banking and IPOs. Uh, but a third of their their staff is, you know, young people. Right. And a, thir- a lot of engineers. They're in the transition yes. to Marcus. So, I, right. yeah, it's a turn.
3: I question Marcus. Uh, how well it's doing. I question what they're doing with the Apple credit card. David, these are things that they got to much fanfare. And I question whether they're really value additive, as I would have thought they would be when they got them.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, we we spent a good amount of time focused on their efforts to, let's call it retail, so to speak, with Marcus. By the way, I think you can still get 0.5% there uh, in, a, in a regular daily liquidity savings account. That's not bad, Jim. But, you know, they don't seem to be focused on it, at least in terms of articulating it right now. Uh, We'll have to wait for the next call, see what what Solomon has to say. Um, But to Carl's point, they had a very strong year, very strong. And I don't think anybody is uh, complaining about that 129% increase in the stock price over the last three years. So, you know, you can talk all you want about it being at six times and perhaps there being some frustration that that multiple is ridiculous at the same time the earnings are soaring. They had record quarters and one quarter, you know, one, one half a year was like a year for them in terms of earnings from (laughs) not that long ago, Jim. So, you know, we're not nobody's going to cry for Goldman right now. It is interesting to see where young talent chooses to go at this point. We come back to Goldman oftentimes about the return to work. Now they're saying the 18th for people. They're kind of saying, you know, and I obviously question whether they really were getting people in the office every single day because that's something that is not happening for virtually any employer right now. Um, But there's not that much that we can say that's particularly negative if you own the stock.
3: I think that what people, young people, smart people want to do is they want to go out west, they want to work for three to five years for Salesforce or for a, a meta platforms, then go have their own company, make a complete killing, and then retire at the age of 45 and be really happy. Now, at Goldman, you do all those things, you retire at the age of 45, and you're miserable. <laughs> I like happiness <laughs> over miserable, but then again, I may be the exception. <laughs> oh,
0: man.
1: Uh, <laughs> a generational change. Uh, David mentions returned office, and the record for daily COVID cases in the U.S. has now been shattered. More than a million new infections reported on Monday, according to Johns Hopkins as the Omicron variant continues to spread. Now, that may be due in part to delayed reporting from the holiday weekend, uh, but it's just a stunning chart. And what more important, guys, is the is the death. The five-day average of deaths is nowhere near what that right. chart
3: would imply. Right, and I think that that's being used by the anti-vaxxers to say, well, what's the point? It should be the opposite. It's like, if you get vaccinated, that's why you're, you're not part of that, so the death spike. Uh, I would say this, Carl. We are... Uh, Looking at a very undercounted number because a lot of people that doesn't count the Binex now, and uh, the Binex now numbers I think you know the fabled two lines. That's how people find out. Uh, I got a Binex forty package, and how it- long ago was that? Um, well, my wife got it on some black ops so b- site. B- before the rush. Yeah, she got it on a black ops site. <laughs> and uh, what and what happens is we were testing a couple times a day, but what happened for me was I tested in the morning and I was feeling great and I tested in the evening and I realized that I had it. Uh, and then you wait. Now, the CDC, how great. I was getting two lines, two lines, two lines. Suddenly, the CDC says, so what? Who, David, remember the CDC against almost everybody's wishes in the doctor community said, you know what? Hey, yeah, five days, you're fine. I mean, even the NFL. I mean, like Carson Wentz, I think he had to do six days. So, David, I question the CDC's rigor. What do you think of that?
0: Well, I think you've been questioning the CDC's rigor for a, quite a long period of time. and not Because well, they have none. Yeah, not without reason. Uh, that said, guys, listen, when you have this many cases, I, 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 you know, it's all anecdotal. We all talk about it, obviously, how many people we know, including the two of you who've had it recently. Uh, I know people now who are having some vague symptoms and not even bothering getting tested because uh, right. they don't feel bad. But at the same time, they're not necessarily even quarantining. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how quickly this no. is going to move through now, uh, but it's it's moving no. through quickly. Uh, we can all hope the peak is going to be put in fairly soon here in the region that we're in and some other areas that are being hard hit and then kind of move through very quickly, Jim. Yeah. Um, But you pointed out yesterday there is still some concern, at least that you have. And I saw earlier on Squawk Box, the head of the ports in L.A., you know, will there be uh, constraints yet again on the supply chain? And will that have an impact? I don't know. We got some CPI prints coming up that everybody expects are going to be pretty hot, probably going to get even hotter if, in fact, there is some delay in being able to meet demand.
3: Well, look, yeah, Carl, one of the things that's happened is, is that they're paying people, as you mentioned yesterday, a lot to find people to work because there's so many people who are sick. But maybe they're not really sick. Maybe they're just at home with the five-day. Uh, I had maybe 45 minutes of cold. I mean, I never had a cold that lasted for 45 minutes. Uh, And I'm not, we started saying I was facetious. I mean, I happened to be visiting a CEO of a major uh, brokerage house who's got a higher multiple than Goldman. And I said, look, I might be sick. I was with someone. And he said, don't worry about it. I might be sick. I mean, it's like everybody's sick. A major, one of my best friends here at the network, came by to see me at the end of the show to talk about how well the investing club was doing. And he said, I said, are you sick? And he goes, no, but my kid's sick. I said, bingo, man, you're sick. Don't get away it. You're sick. Yeah. I mean, we all play the game. I mean, if I've got the Binax, right, I've got the Binax from my wife with that secret site that she used that is like NORAD. Uh, and if you had it, believe me, you might,
1: you might have it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, as far as the CDC goes, uh, CNN this morning is saying that uh, an update to the isolation guidance is imminent,
3: <laughs> according to <your> source. <laughs> a source. it's of not hacks. a job. I'm not trying They're to make just a job. hacks. I mean, um, honest to God, an update. Do you know that they consulted some doctors about the five day? There wasn't one that said five day was good. And then they issued the five day. I mean, who are these guys? David. David, is yes. there any accountability for the NIH, for the FDA, whoever the heck runs that these days, and the CDC? These are rogue agencies, David. They're like the Vladivostok water and dam business that where Stalin sent people if you didn't like them. And Remember you want, that Vladivostok outpost?
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sorry I'm not there for you uh, in person to, to not respond to your long <laughs> statement of criticism. Right, but I can yes. do it from afar as well. I'm not sure what you want me to say yeah. to that, Jim. Well, um, I think you have
3: to say, listen, we're not Thernos." Okay. Isn't that there? if you, you know, go to the CDC headquarters. Before- the only thing I know about the CDC headquarters was that in season two of Walking Dead, they got there. Which place is better, yeah, that I, CDC or this one? I still want to come Remember back. That Before
0: two? we get to Theranos, I still wanted to, We didn't have a, much of a market discussion here, Jim. I mean, yesterday you mentioned it, okay, Apple Tesla's new highs, by her. Apple new highs. The Fed, you know, and at the same time, we're we're uh, we're hit, you know, the 10 year is ripping. Um, right. And then we're in this period where you and you talked about this yesterday. The Fed is conceivably going to start tightening, is tightening. Um, inflation right. is going to be quite high. I mentioned those CPI prints that are coming up that we expect. I don't know. Is that going to lead to a lot of volatility when it comes to the overall market?
3: Well, I think that if you have earnings and you make things, no. If you're one of the pieces, of, one, of the, one of the garbage stocks that the street, unleashed on us in the last 18 months? Yes. I think those are just headed uh, into purgatory. Carl, you know, we have these companies that lose fortunes. One of them this morning, real, real was, see, uh, so I just picked this one out of the hat because it's like, well, how, I said, well, how much are they making? No, they're losing fortunes. If you're not making money, then you shouldn't be recommended. It's just, don't don't be recommended. I was going to say, the, the the upgrades
1: today are names like GE. Yes. And Coke. Yes. Yeah. And HPE. Oh, yeah.
3: Boeing even. Right. David, Boeing. Yeah, I saw that. David. Boeing. Yeah, Boeing, Jim. That Boeing. Of oh, it's great, Jim. Way to go. Well, is which of the Boeing uh, lines is doing well? Is it the 777? No. Is it the 787? Is, is no. it the 737? No. Is it the military? No, nah, I don't know. Check those spots. Yeah. No, there are losses there, too. No. But, they, David, it's a top-flight company. So well, there let's you go. you cut got that. And
0: you got that going for you in your investment club. Yeah. Top flight. I'm, top <laughs> flight.
1: <laughs> We're going to get to all the calls in a bit. Jim, though, does mention Theranos. And Elizabeth Holmes, as you know by now, found guilty on four of 11 federal fraud fraud charges. Our Scott Cohn's been following the case from the beginning and is outside the courthouse this morning in San Jose. Good morning, Scott.
4: Good morning, Carl. It's a long fall from where she was just a few years ago, the toast of this valley. Now, Elizabeth Holmes is facing some serious prison time, up to 20 years, although she is almost certain to appeal. She may have dazzled some big investors over the years, but seven days of her testimony in the witness stand, not enough to dazzle the eight-man, four-woman jury. Holmes showing no emotions as the verdicts were read. Uh, It was a mixed verdict that came after about seven days of deliberations. Holmes guilty of conspiracy and defrauding Theranos investors, convicted on four counts there in all, but not guilty of defrauding the patients who got bad test results, and the jury unable to reach a verdict on three additional fraud counts against Theranos investors. Abraham Simmons is a spokesman for U.S. Attorney Stephanie Hines. The guilty verdicts in this case reflect Ms. Holmes' culpability in this large-scale investor fraud and she must now face sentencing for her crimes. No date yet set for that sentencing, absent from that statement, any message about the broader implications of this verdict here in Silicon Valley where Holmes rocketed to stardom and where a company's story sometimes counts more than substance? A lot has been said about this case's implications for the so-called fake it till you make it culture, but in the three years plus since Theranos failed, not a whole lot has changed. Carl? Uh, Scott, fascinating. Uh, We'll be
1: talking about this for for quite a while as we get more information on sentencing. Um, As for um, the trial itself, we believe there was a piece of tape shown uh, between uh, Elizabeth Holmes and Kramer a long time ago, 2015, on Mad Money. Take a watch.
3: How many tests can your device, Edison, do? The, The Wall Street Journal says it can only do 15 out of 240. Yes, yeah, so we had communicated to The Wall Street Journal that we have submitted over 130 pre-submissions to FDA with tests running on our proprietary devices um, and have been taking those through the FDA submission process. Every test that we offer in our laboratory can run on our proprietary devices. We bring tests up on
5: our proprietary devices based on the frequency with which they're run. So at any given point in time, uh, we're running the tests that are most commonly ordered. Now, not the
1: first time she was on the show. I remember you did it in person, out right? Rest. Right. The first time
3: it? I was completely uh, baffled. You know, she was obviously very impressive. That it just seemed like she's nine billion dollars. That's what she said. This this one was a much, much tougher, uh, and I was glad that in the book Bad Blood, I actually looked okay because the question was uh, the Journal has done a series of articles, and they're basically saying that you are a fraud and. She did not acquit herself very well, and I think that the reason why that was so important, David, you know why that was so important? Was that almost everything she said was not true. And so they kept running that and running that in the courthouse because it was like Exhibit A of here, it looks like she's making it up.
0: It's amazing, uh, and obviously the Journal's reporting and Carrie's book uh, as well, which was just such a great read and a great bestseller. It was amazing how many people, though, Jim, uh, how many... Uh, people that we conceivably thought of as having great judgment
3: uh, were yes. swayed by her. Yeah, General Mattis, George Schultz, yep. Safeway, and, and, and there's
1: the uh, Tim Draper, longtime uh, defender, yes. saying it makes me concerned the spirit of entrepreneurship in America is in jeopardy.
3: Yeah, I'm going to Empire of Pain after Bedbug. That's my new one. The Sacklers, they they don't really distinguish themselves in that. <laughs>
1: Uh, we'll be paying a lot of attention uh, to the information as we get, get as we get it on, on the Holmes trial. When we come back, uh, the Ford rally rolling on thanks to news regarding the F-150 Lightning. We're going to fill you in. Take a look at futures here as uh, the S&P, as we said, still looking for a close above 4800 And futures suggest we might get it. Squawk on the Street continues in a moment.
5: The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. The ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
2: Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt. Or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right?
1: Ford's up on the pre-market after announcing plans to nearly double production of the F-150 Lightning to 150,000 units a year. company says it will begin accepting purchase orders this week for the electric pickup truck. They had previously shut down its reservation system due to an overwhelming response. Basically, if you have a reservation, you can convert it into right. an order beginning Thursday, Jim.
3: Right. when well, we had, uh, in a stroke of luck, yeah. had Jim Farley on for our first investment club. And he, he gave a hint that this could happen uh, the gating factor here, and he does make money on the trucks, is enough batteries. Now, if they had, I think, 200,000 batteries and enough inverters, they could make 200,000 trucks. So let's not uh, think that this is uh, the end of what they can do. It's the beginning. It is, there is just a big battery shortage in the country. And that's going to be, David, when you look at what's, what Ford's doing, uh, they've solved the semiconductor crisis for at least the high end. Uh, They have enough for these. They're putting them all toward this. But where are we going to get the batteries? I mean, we just don't make enough in this country. All right. Uh, Is there an answer, or is
0: there really going to be a potential problem? And, by the way, it's not just Ford. We're seeing increased orders for uh, electric vehicles around the world, and so there's
3: only so much supply. Yeah, battery shortage is real. I think that's going to be the gating factor. I think that we're going to hear, Carl, that uh, they're just aren't any. And one of the reasons why Tesla just seems to continue to roll is they've got them. I mean, you never hear of a chip shortage. You never hear of a battery shortage when it comes to Elon. Uh, rather remarkable. He just has kind of figured out a lot of the bottlenecks that other people haven't been able to figure yeah. out.
1: Uh, one of Byron Wayne's surprises for the year is, involves rare earths, not the assembly of the battery or the production, but the raw material.
3: MP Materials did a very important deal with Mary Barr at GM now, that's a SPAC that is a really, really good SPAC. I was at one point critical because they did a lot of Vince seller, but it, it just took off. And uh, they're the hope. And if they want to be all domestic. Right now, they're involved with China. It, that, is the, that is the largest. Uh, they've got this incredible mineral patch that has the rare earth that's needed. GM will get that. And so look for GM to be able to be uh, better than Adam Jonas's downgrade today. Adam Jonas... He stuck by his Ford, uh, $12 target. He's got another You gotta on love Ford. that. He does. He's the one. Yep. Uh, top <laughs> auto pick of the year is Ferrari. Ferrari, yeah, because of the ICE. I mean, what a throwback. Yep. Uh, you gotta love the guy. I mean, you just have to. He's kind of like, I don't know, like Belichick, <laughs> right? I mean, like, you know, like good defense, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's response. Count
1: Countdown to the opening bell on this Tuesday morning. Take one more look here at futures as we'll get the opening bell in about seven minutes. Don't go anywhere. As far as this morning's uh, S&P gainers go, we mentioned Ford a moment ago, up 4%, followed by Under Armour gets upgraded over at Baird today uh, to outperform. Uh, we'll get through some of the other upgrades as well, and the, all of the calls, including Pinterest, Coke, GE, Race, Halliburton, and a lot more. The opening bell is a few minutes away.
3: Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Carl, it's very rare that you get four positive uh, analyst reports coming out ahead of one quarter. Uh, The earnings season begins with Constellation Brands. That's Modelo and Corona. And the fourth one just joined today. We've got Wells saying it's going to be great. Now, this stock has been nothing but net. It's straight up. And yet people say it's not done. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that you've got beer uh, sales doing very, very well. And these guys have done remarkable. And the one to watch is Pacifico. People don't talk about Pacifico, which is just the millennial beer. That's the brown long neck. So they have a lot of things going for them. I, I know people are concerned uh, that hard seltzer, uh, too many entries into that. Uh, people are concerned that they made that investment it in Canopy Growth. But the fact is, the beer business is very strong right now.
1: Yeah, sort of reminds me of the Coke call uh, Guggenheim yes. goes to buy Target 66. They're talking about better... Emerging market vaccination rates, better on premise, Jim?
3: Yeah, well, it, it's interesting because Coca-Cola's a lot of it is uh it is big offices and, and restaurants. PepsiCo's been going up because it's more at home and because it's free to light. I actually prefer PepsiCo to all of these. I think that well, I shouldn't say Constellation is really amazing. And I think that one of the things I like about Constellation is that they have many more things. They have Victoria. They haven't even brought that in yet. And their beers may not be premium in, the, in Mexico, but more are they premium in the U.S. And they can get the blast, which is very important.
1: There's the opening bell and the CNBC Real-Time Exchange as we watch Brett fill in. At the big board, it's Gig Capital, celebrating their recent listing. And at the NASDAQ, it's Good Sports, a national nonprofit whose mission is to drive equitable access in youth sports. Speaking of sports, two calls today. Baird upgrading Under Armour and then JPM cutting Foot Locker to Underweight. Yeah, that's
3: Matthew Boston the latter. I mean, Matthew's just convinced that what's happened here is is that the direct-to-consumer model that Nike has is just too powerful for Foot Locker. And that's amazing because, you know, Matt also, uh, in a terrific note, is saying that in the department store mall, you've got uh, Bath & Body Works. you got American Eagle, uh, owned by the club. Uh, you got Boot. Boot was the one he turned me on to. I thought at one time, this is Boot Barn. But I, uh, niche. Talk about niche. No. Talk about win. This stock is just an incredible performer. So there are winners. He uh, doesn't like uh I mean, there's not a lot to say about gap either. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I just think that if you really want to know the ones that are great, I think I think five below is great, and I think Foot Locker is suboptimal. Yeah. My Ollie's is, was so great this weekend. <laughs> you mentioned that. Oh, my God. And that's something that Matt turned me on to. Matt's got a lot of great – you know, he's very early on things always. He's got his big conference coming up, but uh, he still likes Dollar Tree, and he still likes Dollar General. Um, which is interesting. These places are having a hard time to get work, too.
1: Uh, I got some record intraday highs to start the morning, David. Uh, Interesting, despite that million-COVID case print, uh, Carnival's going to lead you at the open here. A lot of travel names are going to... Southwest, Royal Caribbean, uh, Norwegian, uh, United. By the way,
0: United named a top pick over at Cowan for the year. I guess, Jim, um, people who want to get on ships are not listening to the CDC, as perhaps you would advise them not to, given what seems to be your a uh, little bit of criticism for that agency.
3: Well, I think Fra- uh, when Frank Del Rio taught, came on the show, he basically said, well, you know, well, you get it everywhere. I mean, what's the point? And uh, Dr. Gottlieb worked very closely. He's analyzed these ship companies. And you, you, to go on you know, their outbreaks, because they go they go visit uh, cities, Carl, so that you know, it isn't like it's just they're hermetically sealed. But uh, I would feel safer in a uh, on a Carnival cruise or uh, or a, a Frank Tankdorio, a Norwegian, than I would in a large office building, mm-hmm. you know, filled with younger people who have no regard for those of us who have any seniority. Right. Well,
1: and the Cowan Colin United is a lot has a lot to do with transatlantic this yes. summer, which they believe in, David. And we'll see how much of that is leisure, how much of it is corporate.
0: Yeah. W- you yeah, know. Again, we'll see. I mean, that's all we can do at this point. There do seem to be any number of investors who are happy to to. Uh, to believe that things are going to return to some semblance of normalcy. Now, when we talk about the airlines, we always ask about business travel and we bring on the analyst Jim, and, you know, we get different views. But certainly the idea that we're ever going to approach anything close to 2019 levels for business travel, which, by the way, as a percent of overall uh, miles is not that large, but as a percent of profitability is very large for these airlines. Uh, that's still, I think, the key question. And let's not forget, They've increased their debt loads. They've increased their shares outstanding. Um, And so, you know, you do have to wonder about their long-term ability to get anywhere near back to the levels of profitability that they once had.
3: Yeah, I mean, I keep hearing from the group, all right, well, once one goes, they'll all go. And I come back and I say, it's been a terrific opportunity for margin expansion to use Zoom. Uh, There are obviously, yes, if uh, everyone's going to see someone, maybe it's interesting, but not with Omicron. David, isn't it amazing that Zoom can't get out of its own way?
0: Yeah, they, it's funny. You, I, let you let know about
3: that company. I, mean, I mean, Wow.
0: Yeah. No, Zoom at 180, uh, down again. Just to put it in perspective, it's right near, not far, six points from its 52-week low. And its high, of course, had been as high as 451. That's what you're looking at there in that graph right. and why you see it's down 50%. But your point is an important one as well, which is, I mean, Omicron, thankfully or hopefully, will come and go quickly. Um, And we will start to see people go back to the office again and perhaps in a more significant return than had been the case, Jim. But, you know, you're not I mean, you're not going to see a roadshow that's ever done again with people flying around. Uh, You're not going to see uh, the typical level of activity when it comes to international travel by business people. I I just don't see it uh, and I don't hear about it. It's not that they're not going to get on flights. They are. But not as often, and so it continues to be a question. Uh, although, I don't know what what you say about Zoom. I mean, there. Listen, you know, Zoom and Peloton. I don't know. A lot of those sta- the, those plays have uh, have come and gone. It would seem, at least at this point.
3: Yeah, uh, Activision Blizzard. Not well. That some of that's Bobby Coda, But Carl, it's happening again. They're coming after the Crowd Strikes, and they're coming after the Cloud Flares, and they're gunning for all the, the companies that are incredibly high multiple that don't make much money at all. I mean, here comes Okta, the sellers are back there. Uh, There's just no end to the high multiple stocks being sold. And that, I think, is reflection of the bond market. Right.
1: Which we've always said this, that stocks in the early stages of a hike cycle can, can do well if if that cycle is well telegraphed and gradual, but are you worried that this one might not be so gradual? Well,
3: I just think that people stick with these stocks. They A lot of them came public, and they're using all sorts of different metrics to, to judge them. I mean, to me, there's this metric. David, I, I'm looking at this metric that's being used by this company uh, to analyze General Electric. David, it's actually some of the parts, and it's earnings per share, and mm. it's such a throwback but it, the, the upgrade today reads very strong. I disagree with the Honeywell aspect. But that's what people want. They make things. They make money. Uh, this is Larry Cole. People think that Larry's doing a good job. I think he's doing a good job. David, they want that more than they want a 30-times earnings company that helps you it mer- helps you as a merchant bank, and you outsource to them, and you can analyze the cloud. I mean, David, that's like 40 different companies that do that, and I'm tired. Have you seen, by the way, if you're Splunking, which is a term for caves, have you seen Doug Murd at all? <laughs> Doug was running Splunk, used to come all the time, and yes. now he's honestly, in a cave? I mean, what happened
0: there? Uh, I can't say. I'm not aware. Maybe you have some thoughts on, on his whereabouts, but I don't. But I will but say that's a kind of
3: classic analyzing, you know, but ad- the I look
0: at GE, there's Splunk, which yeah, has not performed well at all, to your point. No, um, no. But back to GE for a second and then to J&J, which showed a little bit of life. Uh, but overall, a, f- a muted reaction to be kind to the plans from both companies to essentially slim down or, uh, you know, shrink to grow, as we like to say. They are splitting up each of them in their own respect uh, on their own. Um, I don't know, Jim. You know, I'll be curious to see if we continue to see that kind of thing this year, um, given the lack of enthusiasm by which both of those split plans were met in the market.
3: Well, the aviation, you need a return to travel, and then that's going to be great because there is a plane shortage. Remember, that I just linked to Boeing. Uh, I think healthcare is pretty good. Not great, not bad. Uh, but, David, power, it remains elusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not a great business. And maybe one day it will, but it's just not. Witness the fact that one of the problems in Europe was that it wasn't windy enough. Right. And that's why natural gas went up 10 times. I mean, David, I mean, I don't want to have a, a business that's based on uh, wind and sun. I just think that those are two things that are hard to predict.
0: Well, they may be, but they are certainly growing, aren't they? They're growth businesses. I mean, yes,
3: you're right. Yeah, but the wind, how about the, nat- the wind gas wind blowing and as, and as hard, yeah. They don't. I mean, Germany yesterday was actually considering whether or not gas should be considered clean. Uh, but, gee, he's got no clean, uh, you know, green hydrogen plans. And I think that that one division, Carl, is, is a black hole. People don't know how to value it. Right.
1: Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the high fl- former high flyers. Pins today gets cut at Guggenheim uh, down to neutral. Uh, they were at 46 target now 39. Yeah, amazing. Uh, data indicates that user declines may be in store for the second consecutive month.
3: That stock spiked when we heard that Microsoft was interested in them, and uh, we heard at one point that uh, PayPal—you know—that's a company that my travel trust owns—which is starting to go back down again. I mean, Pinterest is a really interesting company because um, a hobbyist, Carl, the hobbyist stocks are kind of all coming, Etsy's coming down. I thought Etsy had a great holiday season, uh, and that's been a a terrible performer. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe this whole kind of, the web is more than just Alphabet and uh, Amazon. Right now, that's not the case. It's back to being Amazon, Alphabet, uh, Alphabet, Amazon, Metaverse. Yeah,
1: that's exactly Metaverse. what RBC did. Names Amazon a top pick for the yeah. year. One of the Internet's largest true alpha dogs. That's what RBC has said on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah.
3: True alpha
1: right. dog,
0: yeah. Well, talk about, like some of the, talk about some of the parts. I mean, again, you know, what's a- AWS worth, right? Uh, Separately, Jim, right. if that were to ever be the case. Not that uh-uh. it will, but...
3: No, and it's just, you know, Slipsky's doing a great job there, and we know that the advertising business is good, and the stock kind of ran into this, well, maybe their expense structure wasn't that good, and I don't know, David, I think Jassy's fantastic, a big position for my travel trust. I I think that Amazon just had an amazing, amazing winter, and that once again, if you use it, I think you get hooked. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like, um, you know, the Sackler product.
0: Oh, God. Uh, well, let's not make that comparison. Um, thankfully. Well, okay, maybe. Yeah, that was a little off-key. Yeah, that was a little off-key. I know you well, may be reading like, that. I word. don't know. Um, Diet soda? <laughs> yeah, That's a little better. That's a little better. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, listen, it didn't have a great year last year, uh, and we'll see no? how it performs, uh, at least early going here, obviously quite strong for uh, for Amazon. Apple shares, guys, by the way, approaching $3 trillion again, should point that out. Um, right. which is interesting to see. That's a parlor well, game.
1: One of my favorite lines of the morning uh, in The Times, guys, is about the Apple market cap. Uh, and they lead off by saying that $3 trillion is worth more than Walmart, Disney, Netflix, Nike, Exxon, Coke, McDonald's, at and Goldman, Boeing, and Ford <laughs> combined. <laughs>
3: God. Well, but it was, it's not as good as it was under Steve Jobs. <laughs> I mean, can we give Tim Cook credit for what an unbelievable juggernaut he's put together. David, it's based on customer service, love of product. Do you have the thirteen, David? Uh no, I don't think so. I don't know what this I'm is. I'm making movies with the 12. thirteen. It's it's cinema quality. It yeah. really is.
0: It is. Um, you ought to
3: get one. It's it's pretty good. Okay. You have the watch? you have uh, the watch? No, I don't have the watch. You have the have air, you have the you have the Mac Pro, you have the
0: yeah, I got i mean, yeah. we have so many different Apple products sloshing around our household. Yes, don't worry, Jim. We do a lot of them. Good. Many Good. of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, really
1: guys, quick. Yeah. Regional banks.
3: Regional, regional banks. Just really quick. Okay.
1: Yeah. PNC's up almost three percent again. Uh. Uh, KRE's on pace for the best day in about two weeks. Well, Jim? look,
3: I go uh, because this is such an obvious. Tra- I hate the obvious trades. It's like, oh, so rates are going up by PNC. I mean, nothing ever changes, David. I know it's you cannot. Again, I talked about yesterday about boredom. But I mean, if you really feel this, go buy Key. Go buy Key back. You know, just go, just go buy it, David. It's yours. Uh, okay.
0: Uh, well, we can't really own stocks other than. Well, our it's a own play- no, company. but I'm so saying it's just a just playbook. that out.
3: There's like a drawer for these managers, and they open it. And it says "Raise yeah. up, oh, by key, by PNC." They don't. They're robots. What, David. what about? They're what is, robots. All right.
0: Let's come back to a name that that you typically do like, which is Disney. By the way. Yes. Uh, you know, some very positive comments this morning in this report from Wells Fargo. Um, it is now a content execution story, says Wells Fargo. Uh, And they seem to believe that they are going to be able to do what they need to do in terms of creating more content that is going to be compelling to broaden out um, the population of people who use the direct-to-consumer platform, Disney+, Plus, so that they can get to the numbers that are out there for fiscal year 2024. And, Jim, the the stock is uh, responding positively. Now, by the way, this was not a good performer last year. We've seen a number of those stocks that may have been even caught up in some Tax loss selling at the end of the year popped dramatically. Discovery, key amongst them, up 11.5% so far for the year.
3: Yeah, well, I I know that Disney might bail out the position for the charitable trust. We've been saying that what you really need is a a definitive metaverse plan in the sense that, like, I want to be in there with Bambi. Like, I want to stop what happened to Bambi's mom. (laughs) I'm thinking you can just change history. (laughs) Of course, we found it was an allegory over the vacation. Undo trauma for a lot of kids. Yeah, I mean that we just get rid of that whole hunter scene, and you can be the hunter and miss. I mean, the metaverse. I mean, we can sit there and watch a hundred different players for fantasy. We can have cameras just on our guys, including some of the jokers that I had that kept it so that I didn't win. But I do believe, uh, David. I think that if you talk to Chapek, I got an idea, David. If you called him and you suggested the metaverse, what do you think he'd say? An opportunity,
0: right? An opportunity for the company, uh, particularly for ESPN. That said, there are plenty of people out there who want to continue to talk about the idea that Disney would be better off somehow spinning ESPN. Or doing something—it's right. not clear to me that that would be the case. Certainly, we just saw J and J and GE did not necessarily benefit from their idea to split. But no. it is in decline. It still produces a good amount of uh, cash flow for the company. Important, by the way, when you're going to be spending 33 billion on content—that's including sports rights, by the way—but certainly most but of it. But they're doing going nothing the with
3: gambling. Yeah. they could own gambling. It's—they feel like Sports Illustrated did when they found. I don't know, Carl. When I look at uh, at Disney, I, I just kind of think. This is a company that if you really believe the Omicron is going to burn through, just go buy it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Wells, as to David's point, they even say we're not worried about the parks. Yep.
5: Uh, yeah. Wasn't that incredible? Yeah. I said that?
1: No real concern about the park business. Uh, meanwhile, guys, intraday highs on the Dow S&P, 4815. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob.
6: Good morning, Carl. Uh, yeah, good start. Two to one advancing to declining, uh, and that's better than it was yesterday. And uh, I know it's boring talking about rates, but... The banks are just doing great. The bank ETF, take a look at the sector, is up 4% this week. And energy is doing great. Energy is doing great without oil doing too much. We're Stuck around 75, 76 dollars a barrel uh, for oil. But take a look at the sectors here. So banks and energy are leading, industrials doing okay today. There's all of your cyclical group. Uh, the defensive sectors like healthcare, consumer staples are lagging a little bit. Semiconductors are still strong. So we got nice rotation into cyclicals uh, and growth. Uh, uh, defensive sectors lagging a little bit. New highs today. Not a lot of new highs considering the S&P is at a new high. But there's a smattering. There's Apple that's at a new high. There's Chevron. Uh, there's four. there's Coca-Cola, a couple of the other ones. Devon is up there, some of the high beta uh, energy names also at new highs. Uh, what's getting hit again, and Jim referenced this, is what we broadly call thematic tech. So Kathy uh, Wood's ARC fund down a little bit, um, cloud computing stocks down, uh, lithium battery, um, clean energy. This is broadly thematic tech, uh, a little bit on the weak side. Uh, as for Apple, a lot said about the $3 trillion. The one thing I want to point out is they accomplished this $3 trillion with fewer shares outstanding. Apple is one of those big buyback monsters. They actually really do reduce share count. Many companies don't, but Apple's reduced its share count almost 20% since the start of 2018. That's all the more remarkable. Fewer shares outstanding, and they still hit $3 trillion, quite a move to the upside for them. People are trying to figure out what the theme is for the year, uh, and it's very hard to call right now. We know last year the theme was It was virus dependent. So we had rotation all throughout the year, one part of the year growth, one part values, one part defensive, but it was based on the course of the virus. This year, the big theme, at least at the start, seems to be rates and inflation. That would seem to favor small cap value and not favor technology and growth in general. But nobody has a lot of conviction in this particular call. If we get very slow rate hikes from the Federal Reserve and the economy is strong, We could be here three months later talking about growth being back in a very, very big way. So, yes, we're starting out with rates and inflation as the main theme, but there's not a lot of conviction that that will remain that way and we won't go back into growth as a major issue in the big, uh, in the middle of the year. Everybody is all uh, hung up on uh, January barometers. There's a lot of them floating around out there. Today is the last day of the Santa Claus rally. This is the first five days, uh, uh, last five days of the old year, first two days of the new year. Today is the last day of that. And it's right on track. Uh, it was up one and a half percent, They average is 1.4%. So that's how um, happening along the lines of historic averages. There's also the first five days that the first five days tend to be good indicators. Uh, we'll see about that at the end of the week. Then there's the old January barometer, how goes January, so goes the year. The one that I always like to look at that makes some sense to me uh, is the tax loss selling bounce, because th- there's a reason to believe in this. Think about this. Companies that have had big losses uh, from January through November tend to see a lot of tax loss selling in the month of December. This is a historic fact. So, what we often see is those that have had the most uh, beaten up in January, to November often see bounces in January. In fact, it's pretty well studied. Uh, we saw Piper Sandler released a report yesterday on this, but they, uh, many companies have done this, noting that the tax loss, the companies have had the biggest tax losses tend to bounce in January, tend to be up about 4%. The average return in January is 1.4%. Put up that next full screen. The important thing here is there's a whole bunch of candidates out there that have been down rather seriously, Carl, 20 30 40%, unusually big losses last year. So a number of these candidates may be good... Candidates for bounces in January, Las Vegas Sands, for example, wind resorts, these were victims of the whole China play overall. So you see some of these names down big uh, from December to uh, November that are potentially good tax loss candidates for January potential nice bounces. That makes some
1: sense to me, Carl, and back to you. All right, Bob. Thanks very much, Bob Pisani. As we go to break, let's take a look at how our treasuries are faring today. Look at the bond report as ISM manufacturing is due out at the top of the hour. Got 10-year yield right around 167. Uh, by the way, Fed minutes tomorrow. Morgan Stanley says we could begin to see a playbook for balance sheet normalization in those minutes. And all three of the best Dow stocks of the moment are financials, JPM, Goldman Sachs, and Amex. Back in a moment. Elizabeth Holmes found guilty on those federal fraud charges. Do not miss the man behind the shakeup at Theranos. Whistleblower Tyler Schultz will join us in the next hour. Plus, a quick reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim Cramer. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash investing club or just use the QR code on the screen. Dow's up 250. We're back in a moment. It's time for Jim and stop trading.
3: Yeah. I mean, I got a couple things I did want to go over. But uh, I mentioned DoorDash, which is having a great quarter, I believe. And yet it doesn't matter. Truist came out with a note today say buy it. It's, again, an example of a company that's not making any money. It's doing well because restaurants are using it if they're closed. And um, it just doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, just, it's a high multiple stock that doesn't make money. And right. that's what's being sold no matter what. What's on tonight, Jim? I got this doctor Munich from uh, from Harvard. It, uh, it, well, he's, that's where I first met him, and he's been the authority on testing, EMed, and I think he's going to talk about the need to do the Binax kind of test. The PCR may not be as valuable. Too sensitive. Yeah. He, well, yes. Too sen. Exactly. Too sensitive. And by the way, too hard to get. Too expensive. If we had enough tests, then we could have people go home who are sick. Right. But otherwise, I think we've decided well, let's just burn through it. And maybe that's not the best way to do it. If you're a person. Who's uh, immunocompromised? Yep, yep. He's been a, uh, he's been a thought leader. Dustin, he's, yeah, know. he's a. I found him a long time ago. He sent me a lot of tests from Britain, and I was testing every single day for a long time, and it was just fantastic. I switched over to Binex, and we have a bi fallout shelter. <laughs> but I, I will not reveal the black ops site that my no, wife gets it no, from.
1: Although we're all curious, we'll see it tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street.